This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for 15 bucks. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for 15 bucks. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Welcome to the Two Nice Jewish Boys podcast. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. To that the is two it for nice today. Jewish Boys podcast. <laughs> I'm on loop. Yeah. Um. So, what a month has it been? It's been quite a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have we have quite a bit of stuff to catch up on. If you guys are wondering, we're still going through elections. Um, it's not over yet. It's not over. Till it's, it's not over, over till till the fat prime minister sings. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, there's a lot to discuss, but before we discuss it all, yes. if you guys are listening, you probably have some level of interest in Israel. Probably. Probably just a little bit of interest in Israel. So we strongly urge you to check out Masa Israel Journey. Okay, Masa Israel Journey is the marketplace for long-term opportunities uh, in Israel where you can explore your career path, you can live out your passions, you can make a positive impact on the world. Really, that's what makes the difference. They have plenty of opportunities. Um and it's really an incredible place. Uh, you were on Masai if I'm not mistaken. I was on a Masai program. And here's the result. And I'm here. Uh take from it know, whatever you wish. Stuck with no. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> guys, really it's an incredible place. Uh it's an incredible organization and they really let you kind of live out your dream of coming to Israel and you don't have to pause your life. That's what's really great about it, right? You don't have to learn Hebrew. Uh, but you do get funded if you if you actually apply through Masa. So you check them out at masaisrael.org slash two nice Jewish boys. Let them know that we sent you masaisrael.org slash T W O nice Jewish boys. And we're there too. And we're Looking there too. For, yeah. uh, you can interns. intern for the two nice Jewish boys podcast. Yes. Why on earth would you do that? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. we don't judge here. I've been asking it's judgment that free zone. Since four Five years ago. Yeah, we're going to celebrate five soon. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. Romantic. Anyway, guys, check them out. Highly recommended. Yes, Masai yes, Israel yes. real journey. So, where do we start? Uh, where do we start from? So, yesterday I was on national TV. Yes, you were. So, I'm going to be the famous one between the two of us. You probably are. <laughs> you probably already are. Probably. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an honor to kind of bask to in, lose, the, in, the, yeah. in the limelight that reflects off of you. I know, I know, I know. I look yeah. in the mirror, I feel the same way. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, it was like a column, an opinion piece in this. Uh, in Yoav Rabinovich was a guest on our show yes. twice, and he yes, has this yes. TV show which he edits. Um, and It's called From the Other Side. Yeah, and they had me for an opinion piece, and I talked about... Um, 
the Knesset was sworn two weeks ago, right? Uh, and this, there's this tradition that new members of Knesset uh, get to have their first speech in front of the Knesset, right? So yeah. Their opening speech, first term speech. Yeah. And from the Labour Party, there's a new Knesset member, number three. Her name is Emily Moati. And yet last week, she had her speech, and it went viral on the internet. Um, and what she says, essentially, in that speech is that she came from a very poor family, a Mizrahi family from uh, Netanya, city of Netanya. Um, and... Essentially, she says, as she stands in the Knesset, it's pure luck that I'm here. Yeah. I wouldn't even dare to dream about it because we couldn't dream as as kids, as poor kids. For a poor kid, a dream is not something you can do, she, mm-hmm. she claims. And it's a miracle. And she doesn't, she says, I don't know why I'm here. Right. So it drove me crazy because... Uh, she's pretty well known in Tel Aviv because she had a huge PR office, PR firm, and she's been trying to get into politics for like five years at least, six years. Oh, really? Yeah. So in my bit... She tried for the Tel Aviv municipality? Yes, in 2013, and then she tried in the primaries for the Labor Party. She tried once a couple of years ago, and she got into the 17th place. Mm. And she closed her firm. She shut down her firm to To go full... Yeah, to go full politics, right? And essentially what I said in my four-minute bit is that I showed like parts of her speech... And I tried to show with her hit, her own history. I researched about her, read some interviews where she told the story of her life. I tried to show that she, uh, it's not luck that got her where she is. It's, mm-hmm. it's talent, it's motivation, it's hard work, many things. And she undermines herself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I didn't say it on the show, but I think... Uh, I coined this sentence, which says that her pro- Emily Moati's problem, and people like her, right, is that her pure existence contradicts her whole agenda. Her whole ideology. Yeah. Yeah. Because she is such a successful woman in business and in politics, right? But then she says, and she ca- came from poverty, and then she says, people from poverty can't become successful. So we should pay them But that's money. the beauty of like liberal and capitalist societies is that they can contain the people who dissent, right? They can contain dissent and disagreement and uh, criticism, right? While the society that m- her and many like her probably wish we had can't contain, right? Uh, I mean, Explain. socialism Socialism leads to a society where everything is centralized and everything's controlled and, and eventually leads to dark, dark places. Of course, everybody will say that there's a good mix, but I think the whole idea of democratic socialism is completely oxymoronic. But, right, that's what's nice about capitalism and, and, and free societies is that it, 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 can, it can hold that, that dichot- the 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 paradox of ideas like you know where people contradict themselves yeah essentially what she says is that like she has so many friends 
in Netanya in her hometown who are she says they are not less smart than her not less talented than her and yet she's here and they're not they didn't make it just a bunch of virtue signaling <laughs> really it's just a bunch of look at me I care about all the poor people and the uh, people who didn't make it and I'm so great and vote for right. me it's just trying to corral the votes but I think what's nice about what I did is like someone before me on the internet Idan Eretz he he fought this speech speech with uh with data, right? He mm-hmm. showed that actually in Israel, the mobility is one of the highest in the OECD countries. Yeah. And he showed that most of them is, that they are almost, essentially, um, the the differences, right? The gaps between Ashkenazi and Mizrahi in Israel today in 2021, they, they don't exist. Yeah. So it's, it's backed up by numbers. Yeah. So this whole discussion, discussion is irrelevant. Right. Yeah. Um, but I didn't go on that route. I, I, in my bit, I was just, uh, I, I decided to give her like a hug, mm-hmm. right? To hug her with her mistakes. So I, what I essentially did is like, I, I, my message was, you are talented, you are successful, and this is why you may, you want, really wanted to become a Knesset member. Yeah. And, and that's why you went after your goal and yeah, you managed that's why to you... achieve it because you live in a society that allows you exactly. to actually. And I mean, there are societies where those who make it make it not out of pure luck, but let's just say that uh, those who want to make it don't have such a clear pathway to make it. Right. But luckily, we don't live in those kind of societies and in a society that's like that. And I think that it really is. And you mentioned this at the end of your piece, just an awful message to send your kids. Right. Yeah. Like, I always think about the ideologies. I think that one of the w- best ways to test them is to ask, is this something that you would want to tell your child? Would you want to raise your child telling them that it doesn't matter what they do, it's going to be a matter of pure luck that they, whether they make it or not? Right. They might as well commit crime. Or just sit down and do or nothing. Or sit down and do which nothing is even and worse. not try. At and, least yeah. if you commit a crime, you have a goal. If you sit down <laughs> and do nothing, you'll probably it probably leads to a life of uh, yeah. of of bad things. You know, my mother she she's a kindergarten she has a kindergarten, ages uh, zero to two years old, right? And she just wrote me um, because this Emily Muati, member of Knesset, I talked about. She invited me um, for a meeting. And my mother said, you should tell her that in your mother's kindergarten, I teach the children from literally the age zero that you got to work hard to, to have get what you to want. get what you, what you, you know, want. The thing is, That's even, what she teaches them. It's amazing. And I think it's true. You have to start from the earliest age possible. Yeah. But even if you lived in an awful society, let's, let's say you lived in, and I think it really is a great test, right? Let's say you lived in Canada. the Soviet, you, uh. no, the Soviet Union of the 19, late sixties, early seventies. Oh. Awful, awful place. My Canada joke didn't uh, <laughs> yeah. sing. An awful, awful place <laughs> like Canada. No, but if, if you lived in the, in, in the Soviet Union of the seventies, would you want even there I don't think that that's a message you would want to raise your kid right. with, right? Right. You wouldn't want to tell him where where it's a place where, you know, it's not a free society and and uh, maybe you don't have as much freedom, but even there you should teach your child that he should only count on himself. Right. And responsibility lies with him. Right. And I think that anybody who who 
heard Moati and even agreed with her to a certain degree, and I think even Moati herself would agree that that's an awful, awful way to raise your kids. So why is that an ideology that's okay for adults? So do you do you think that we should lie to children? Like it's okay to hold an ideology that you would never want to raise your kids on? So you're supposed to lie to them, but the truth is that we live in a society where only luck yeah, matters. What she'll tell you is that I teach the children they should work hard, but also I want to be sincere with them because they don't have as much as, uh, they don't get as much as of, of a chance like a Tel Avivian guy because uh, the education system is but poorer. But think about a kid. Like, I mean, th- then the kid looks up to you and says, wait, really? So, so I have a tiny chance of succeeding compared yeah. to everybody else? Yes. What do you tell them? Yes, sweet yes. boy. Do you tell them yes or do you tell them no in the end? They tell yes. They and that's teach. exactly the problem. They teach the it's children. It's just unbelievable. They teach the children. But you know what? Funny thing, we, I posted it on Twitter and there was a huge discussion and she... Uh, wrote me back and people yeah, wrote me and reached people out to you, which yeah, is people pretty yeah she's she, she was she's a politician yeah <laughs> but uh but so anyway uh yeah now i remember thank you Ethan. what she said uh to me uh was that actually all her team her team her uh, advisors they're young younger people and they support my opinion against hers she was pretty really? shocked yeah about that but I'm not shocked. You know why? Because I think uh, her way of thinking is like she's 10 years older than us, right? So those people who were born to those families in the 70s, I think their whole perspective is very different from kids our generation. You know, generation. it makes sense because they lived in a time where there was a lot of not luck. I still wouldn't define it as luck, even in like I described in the Soviet Union of the 80s, yeah. right? There's just much more restrictions, so it's much harder. Like it, you, you still have to count on yourself. Yeah. But it's much, 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 much harder. It's all just a matter of difficulty. Right. And that's not to blame the people who didn't succeed, right? But, uh, but it's a matter of difficulty, and I think that maybe in those times that she grew up in, in that generation, yeah, there was a lot more difficulty. There were a lot of things that were stopping you in Israel from progressing in the early years but many people still progressed that's yeah. the thing yeah. so many people made but it but you did have the mapai who were, you know were very closed circle and a lot yeah. of the jobs you had to have uh, yeah. certain criteria right yeah, yeah. so there was a lot of issues but we in don't the early years, but we don't live in anymore. that period anymore that's the thing they refuse to recognize the times have changed and I, no but i think that one of the issues something that i actually was uh reading um this week is that one of the one of the issues um, at Playboy magazine. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to say, but they have some good articles. Man. <laughs> one of the, one of the one of the issues that a lot of people I think conflate when it comes to intergenerational like uh, like basic, no, but but the like the the transgressions of history uh, leading to a certain. Uh, situation of a certain people so you know the blacks and sl- the slavery and the and the situation of the black community in the united states and right now the mizrahim in israel um and in general certain populations in israel and around the world in different countries it's you know different populations there nobody's arguing that a certain that history doesn't breed culture or that doesn't lead to a certain uh, situation for certain people right no one's arguing that slavery 
might have led to a place where blacks are where they are in the United States right now with the excessively high crime rates and, you know, high unemployment and yada, 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 and low, less college degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no one's arguing that that isn't what led to it, right? I don't think you can deny the fact that that is, there is some correlation, historically speaking. But nobody in the United States today owned a slave nobody today right in israel it's a shorter timeline right but most here people you didn't have slavery but mo- so. yeah but most people today didn't really uh do anything uh, uh you know discriminatory, discriminatory. to to a, to a mizrahi jew and you know even if they did now the playing field is level so Not what are you going to do? Not are you going to focus on the transgressions of the past and take yes, from people yes. who didn't actually hurt you yeah. to level the playing yeah, field? That's what they want to exactly. do. Exactly. Or are you going to focus on, and that goes no. back to educating your child, are you going to focus on what you can do now that's to change hard. the situation? That's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's so much easier to try and... Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It kind of lit me up a lot. Like, because, you know, in a sense, it's true. Yeah. I mean, the history obviously leads us to where we are today, but it's a matter of what your, do you do? Your or? parents are Mizrahi Jews who made it, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the difference? Well, not both of my parents. But your mother. My mother is What's the Moroccan. difference between your mother's childhood and Emily Moati's childhood? Not that... My mo- I mean, I don't know much about Emily Moati's childhood, but my mother grew up, uh, you know, in, in basically the downtown of Haifa which in the 60s and 70s and 80s which is you know I mean she grew up in a tiny apartment with she has uh, five siblings um, very very low socioeconomic uh, status the family but you know her dad went out and got a job when they went here and he worked hard and progressed and rose the ranks and ended up managing and her mom even worked and you know my grandmother people you know didn't think that that was uh that, that was something that was that was okay to do at that time right i mean uh um uh, in the culture it's the woman stays home the guy goes out to to work but my mom my grandmother didn't care about that she went out and she started working um and and bringing money home and you know slowly but surely they climbed out of uh poverty they started in, the, in they started in a in a immigration camp in mm-hmm. Shlomi, Israel. I mean, in a tin hut with a dirt floor. Uh, my mother now is a uh, uh, is a doctorate of uh, education in Jewish studies. Um, uh, you know, I won't say, but owns multiple properties around the world and uh, has raised four children who are. Uh, some are mediocre. So, some, some are, are some are college graduates, and <laughs> others. Uh, it's about fifty-fifty, but it's about to be seventy-five, twenty-five. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but no. I mean, we're you know, it's it's completely. And I have friends in the states who are also the same. You know, who are earning six figures today in the states, over a hundred thousand dollars a year, and uh, which is a great salary. It's an amazing salary to live mm-hmm. in the states. And they are also children of immigrants who came to either the States or to Israel with nothing. Yep. I mean... Yep. Yeah. So, to be continued. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating discussion, but it is. though. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a continuation once you uh, visit her. And, yeah. Uh, we'll do a follow Maybe you'll convince her. Maybe you'll end up converting her. Maybe she'll become a Likud member. Of course. <laughs>
Um, so, anyway, yeah. Yudameshi Zav. Wow. What a story. Yeah. Yudameshi Zav, guys, is uh, the ex-founder, uh, or he was the leader founder. of Zaka? Founder and leader. Zaka, yeah. Zaka is like kind of a monopoly charity charity organization yeah that took complete control over the handling of uh bodies of human bodies after yeah the die essentially so so organ uh transplants and uh no 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 ah like if someone died in a god forbid in a Ah, terror attack right care of the someone needs to take the pieces of human sorry for the the description but that's what they did did didn't do Right, so they they take care of those things. This Pretty, organization, uh, Zaka, yeah. and he was a Haredi Jew, very famous here in Israel, very loved by the media, and he was supposed to get Pras Israel, which is the most luxurious prize. Recently, Lana Dayan did a piece on him. I think that was yeah, uh, but that's after after the fact. No, I think before. No, no, no. The Haaretz broke the the story. Haaretz broke the story about him. Yeah, I'm saying Ilana Dayan did a piece about how uh, how great he was ah. and all the donations. Many, many people, many people yeah, did. Yeah. Like many. And just recently, I'm saying it happened. Uh, I think it was about a month sure. or two. Not sure. Not sure that Ilana Dayan did it, but n- never mind. Many people praised him, and he was in all the talk shows, and and then uh, an article. Uh, yeah. Haaretz turns out allegedly he has like couple of dozens of people who say essentially that he molested them he raped them including children mm-hmm. women men and children allegedly yeah and he was facing some serious serious charges of course they didn't they retracted the prize um and they retracted the prize he was supposed to get the prize right ah, the yeah, israel yeah, prize yeah, yeah, yeah. and they took it yeah. back retrieved it and yeah, and essentially he was supposed to to go to trial. And, and last week, yeah. um, he was rushed to the hospital after an apparent suicide attempt. Yeah. Right, and yeah. today he's in stable condition, I think. Yeah, but he uh, he's not gonna wake up, apparently. I am. Yeah, he's like he's pretty, in a comatose state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was a crazy story. Very crazy story. I mean, he's like an icon in Israel of uh, you know Semi. charity. Yeah. Oh, but he is, right? Yeah. He's also a kind of uh, an icon of like uh, bridging the gap between the non-Haredi and mm-hmm. Haredi world mm-hmm. because he kind of made a shift towards the Zionist movement, right? His kids yeah. uh, his kids drafted to the IDF, which is unusual for the Haredi community. Right. So he was this, and I think that's kind of why he was embraced by the yeah. left-leaning, very liberal media. Very embracing that kind yeah. of guy. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something to be said about how in Israel, right, we have Magen David Adom, another NGOs that, the NGO that monopoly monopoly that took control, and there also there have been horrific uh, articles about uh, molesting that's going on there allegedly. And all those are like it's like all those organizations that are sucked Pseudo, into this. Yeah, that are like charity void. organizations. Yeah, yeah, like the country leaves a void. They won't let private organization like compete, but they also won't take responsibility. And those NGOs, those shady NGOs, take control, complete control, and it's uh, it can very easily become a cesspool. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I wonder if they do. They continue with the trial now that he's not going to be waking up. No, they can't. That's the yeah. That's his checkmate move. Wow. Yeah. 
very sad. Which is for really the, it is really sad for the victims, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, in in America, it's privatized, like uh, ambulances. I'm not sure. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I think I think each hospital has their ambulances, mm. but I don't know. I see. Yeah. So that's that was a crazy, crazy, crazy story. Uh, politics. Want to talk about politics? A little yeah. Bit? It's What's going old on? News, right? Yeah. Like BB can't form a government. Yeah. Apparently, it's been he has what like a couple days left. A week. A week. So he has one week left. The president granted him 28 days. Mm-hmm. Um, right after the elections, there's a, there's a bit of time. It was actually extended this time, right? Uh, until the uh, president decides who to give the mandate to. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, the person with the highest chances of forming a coalition. Um, Rivlin wouldn't... Uh, he's, he had no choice because yeah. Netanyahu had more uh, recommenders. That's how it works here like, yeah, so the members of Knesset recommend uh, someone to their form nominee. the co- their nominee to form a, a coalition. Yeah, and generally the the nominee with more than sixty mandates will become the prime minister because right. he's already got sixty more than sixty people uh, nominating him, and therefore he'll form a coalition with more than sixty uh, yeah. votes. This time there wasn't anybody with sixty. Yeah. Netanyahu had 53 and Lapid had 40 something, 45, 46. So because Saar and. I think he had 52, no? No. Because Saar. No, he had 40. Didn't Yamina have seven? Yamina had seven and Saar didn't recommend and the Arab parties didn't recommend. So Saar and the Arab. You're saying with Bennett, he would have had 60? Exactly. Who? Uh, Bibi. 53. With Bennett, he would have 59. 59. So he had 52. Who? Baby. Ah. Uh, 52 plus uh, 7, 59. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. But the, the, the thing is that uh, Rivlin hates Bibi. Yeah. Rivlin, the president, right? So even though he had no choice but to give him the mandate to form a coalition, a government, he, for the first time ever, he didn't take part in the ceremonial picture in the Knesset. Mm-hmm. And he didn't invite the prime minister for the first time in history to give him the mandate and when giving him the mandate he made a statement about yeah. how much it pains him to do so yeah. and how much he cares for the he worries for the country yeah. and to me it's just despicable <clears throat> yeah it's despicable it really is like you're an israel guy's president should be a politic yeah you know what really kind of amazes me about this election and the past elections is there's this there's this growing uh, sentiment and uh, opinion from the left that bb should call it quits yeah right if only he goes if only he steps he goes, aside everything will be all great all our problems will be solved it's it's kind of uh similar to the whole palestinian issue right if only we had done enough right then then we'd have yeah. peace it's it's completely ignoring the other side of the equation. Yeah. But here there's another element to it, which is this man has a million, four hundred, million, five hundred people. A million? This time million. Yeah. A million people voting for him. Yeah. One million people. I mean, that's way beyond anybody else, right? Yeah. Double. Yeah. Um, and, and you just want someone with that many support. I mean, that's completely, it completely negates the idea of democracy where you are representing your constituency, meaning people voted for you. Right. They didn't vote for Likud, which is a lot, again, a, a big 
thing that you hear from the left is that, no, they didn't vote for Bibi, they voted for the Likud. It's like, no, ever since this was tried once in Israel where you vote for the party and the prime minister separately, I think two elections. But now you vote for the Likud headed by prime minister or headed by Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. You're voting for Benjamin Netanyahu, and I think it's completely... It's also, he was elected in, a, in elections in primaries. D- direct, yeah. Ah, yes. In primaries. But I'm, it's also almost impossible to, to argue that the, the, the voters of the Likud do not want Bibi. At this point, if you're putting in the Likud yeah. uh, note, you're putting in Bibi's name. No, they don't say the members of the Likud, the people who voted Likud don't want Bibi. They say that their voter, voters don't want Bibi. No, but I think one of the things they're saying is that Bibi can step aside. There's the Likud. And the, it's not betraying his voters, right? But it just boggles the mind how they can think that the right thing for a politician to do with one million votes is to step aside. And he, will, ridiculous, yeah. he will basically, the idea is liftoch the plonter, right? Uh, release the... Uh, the, the uh, Thread. No, the tangle. Yeah, the release. What's what's basically clogging the uh, the drain? Yeah, it's it's yeah, unbelievable. But it is in the game. It's all in the game. Just so we are clear, it's what do you their, mean? It's all in the game. They it's their right to say we boycott BB. It's very stupid. No, I'm not talking even about the politicians. I don't. You know, I'm talking about people on the left. Like uh. the voters truly believe that. Uh, and, you know, there is a problem with the fact that you're voting for a party solely based on getting rid of a different politician. There's something so infantile about that, right? Mm-hmm. Vote for an idea, not for against an idea. Not Don't just vote like I don't want. It's not even against an idea. It's against a person. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it's just it's very, very immature. Anyway, he doesn't have enough people to form a government. And Bennett and Lapid are plotting to essentially yeah this is crazy it's crazy yeah because bennett promised he won't do it but he's going to do it and he's going to need the arabs he's going to need merits he's going to need the labor party Be- bennett's party is named right wing right word right word whatever but it's right <laughs> wing yeah yeah and it he's about to partner up with look the argument is in israel when you were given the prime ministership yeah, you, n- you you don't decline. You just don't decline. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a stupid argument. Well, I mean, uh, you can. Yeah, you could. Okay, so just uh, basically, what you're saying is politicians should be as opportunistic as possible. I'm not saying they should. No, I'm you're saying, saying that's are. a that's a claim. I think that that's ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't make sense that Yamina. Yamina people voted for Bennett to go with Baby. People didn't vote for Bennett yeah. to go with the left. I, I voted for Bennett. And I can say I think fifty percent of at least fifty percent of Bennett more. voters more didn't uh, weren't voting uh, for Bennett because they were totally against the idea of Bibi being prime minister, or they didn't want ben, uh, Bibi to be prime minister, or even they weren't voting for Bennett because they necessarily thought Bennett was best fit to be prime minister. Right. No one imagined that Bennett would even be up for prime ministership for the prime ministership. No one thought that that would be possible. No, I don't know if no one thought. No one thought he would surpass Bibi. And if he didn't surpass Bibi, then it was going to have to be a coalition between him and Bibi. We knew the left, if Bibi doesn't have 61, then the left will try to seduce Bennett and I never imagined, and maybe call me naive, but I never imagined that Naftali Bennett of Yamina 
would be seduced by to to go into a coalition with Meretz and the Avodah, which are the two the Likud le- campaign left leaning parties in That's Israel. That's what the Likud campaign was saying. And by by support of, of the, the Arab. Arab parties. Yeah. Because guys, without the Arab parties, they don't have sixty one. I don't believe that it'll happen. I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm 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 still maybe I'm naive too, but I think that in the moment of truth, right? He's gonna chicken out. He's gonna chicken out because I, it's he's he's committing political suicide. Yeah. If he does it. Yeah. I mean, he loses all that fifty percent again, if not more. Yeah. The government is gonna be the most pathetic government. He in won't the be able to do anything as a prime minister in yeah. such a government. But it's just gonna be a pathetic government. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. People are gonna be like, "Huh?" And then we're gonna go to elections after yeah. like a month. But we'll go to elections, and Bibi's out of uh, Balfour, which is their goal. Oh, but I That's think. Her, I think goal. if you know, I think if we go to elections after that, and then he'll he'll. I gonna, think he'll come back with a surge. True. I'll vote I'm, for him I, again. I agree. I agree. With I think you. a lot of people who voted Bennett are just gonna immediately vote for him. He's gonna come back with thirty-five, if not more, man. Yeah. I think it could be a good thing for him. I I agree, I agree. Right. Like uh, let was, them let them, yeah. Let them have let them <laughs> yeah. have the let them have Balfour for a month and yeah. a half. Good luck. Yeah. Wish let him, luck. let let Bennett move his stuff in, get all yeah. his suitcases set up, and then let's and then, see. Bye bye. The thing is, such a government can't because they are all gonna be wiped out of the political existence if there are elections going to be motivating for for them to not uh go to elections right so they will all be all the elements in the government lapid bennett Saar, uh they're going to be so fearful of the elections that they'll really really try not to, to right, go to elections not to go to elections so afuch alafuch, opposite of the opposite as we say in hebrew um it might it might happen yeah, it might it might stick. They might stick around for several years. I don't know. It's just amazing how how he's completely changed the the political map, Bibi. I mean, yeah. he's like this gravitational force, right? That just like completely shifts everything. Yeah. And I mean, you have Tamal Zandberg. I was just I just heard her on the radio talking about how they're going with Lapid. He represents them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm is, counting on him. Too. Yeah, which is crazy because Lapid was, you know, once upon a time thought of as center. Guys, well, when we went to the university, right, all the leftists despised Lapid more than they despised Bibi. Yeah, right. You got to realize that Lapid, and they still deep inside they still despise him more. Then yeah. they hate BB, but so they're willing to sign all, a deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. but um, there's that, and yeah, and and uh, Lapid, I don't know. It's it's, it's Merritt hasn't been guys. Merritt wasn't in the go- Merritt's the left wing party. Uh, wasn't in the government for 21 years. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's since crazy. 90, uh, 95, 96. 95, yeah. Yeah. With uh, uh ninety six with no uh, until ninety five with Robin yeah 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 wow <laughs> yeah anyway we're going to fifth elections I think I one way or another we're going to fifth elections another, yeah. whether it's immediately after whether it's right now or if you know after yeah. a three four five month stint yeah. with a makeshift Frankenstein government so want to hear my Jerusalem story yes 
So, you know, I have this religion friend, Tal, right? Yeah. And she invited me um, on Shabbat morning to have chunt with her family. Oh, okay. Their whole family went to the start. uncle. Um, and the uncle and, uh, lives in the religious part of Jerusalem. Which right? religious Close part? Close to Kikar HaShabbat. Ah, okay. Okay, very so or, the ultra-orthodox yeah. area. Okay. And she told me, you know, you park uh, park wherever you can and you walk because obviously you can't go in with the car. So I was... Uh, I you can't or you shouldn't? Oh, uh, well... <laughs> Don't try it. Uh, yeah, you should. Don't try it at all. Yeah, so I, I, I used Waze and I was sure like the Waze will tell me when to stop, but it didn't, right? <laughs> so at oh, a certain shit. point, I see I'm like the only car and in front of me, like there's the main road of the neighborhood and it's filled with... Well, they are ultra-orthodox, so obviously I can't go straight, so I take right turn to this alley. And kids start to shout at me, Shabbos, Shabbos, oh, like no. groups of kids. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going to get lynched. <laughs> that is it for me. This is the end. And it was funny because... A I, bunch of kids I, are going to murder me. Yeah. I, no, because those kids, you know, they first of all, they can stone your car. Second of all, they can block the car, right? They can stand in front of the car. Dude, you can run over a couple Haredi kids easy. I can. Easy. But that, would that, I? That, uh, what is it, a Hyundai? Kia? Yeah, Hyundai. Hyundai. Right, that takes uh, Don't down. make those jokes, man. That's not PC. No? No. Okay. No. We but only make matzahs from their could. blood. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that we can't do. You definitely could take uh, a... I think, I think it could take like 20 to 30. It would take quite a bit of Haredi kids Like to a bowling stop. alley. <laughs> yeah. Um, stop that car. But I was... So I was fleeing from the kids and I saw this cute Haredi couple and I was, I was just bluntly opening the window and I'm like, hey guys, is it wrong for me to be here? And he was, yeah, you, you can't. You can't. Ah, uh, uh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was like, ways too. He was, yeah, ways doesn't know. So <laughs> I just parked the car. Where where you were? I drove a couple of hundred meters. And I parked the car and I fled, right? You no. just left it there? In yeah. the neighborhood where you weren't supposed to be? Yeah, because there are cars parked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, and then you came back later at night and it was safe to drive? Uh, Wait. Okay, okay, <laughs> so, okay. No, no. Don't okay, rush it. Sorry. Anyway, so, but now the problem was, okay, I fled from the car, but I'm not sure where I am and I need to get to the address. Now, I cannot call my friend uh, Tal because they're all religious. You really shouldn't pull out your phone. Exactly. So what do I do? I had no idea where I am. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I looked, and now the streets are packed with Haredis. and there's nowhere like to hide and take the phone out to see how to get to the destination. So eventually I found a hiding place like behind a, a bus, between a bus and the wall, right? <laughs> I was just going there. And like, I, like uh, you know, like in the ghetto, I was like pulling out, trembling. I pulled out my phone, just saw where I am, <laughs> a bit of orientation. And then I could, I found it. finally found it? I finally it? found it, yeah. It's kind of a shitty friend for inviting you into this <laughs> and not giving you proper warning. Yeah. What you're getting into. And they were worried about me at a certain point. They went out to look for me. Very funny. Uh, it was kind uh, quite it was an quite experience, an experience yeah. yeah there in the in the Shabbat uh, morning meal with her family they're like uh, Mizrahi Orthodox ah yeah so very very nice very so they're ultra orthodox no 
you know, they're Mizrahi Orthodox. It's not like Shas voting. Yeah, Shasniks. So it's not. So they're, they're not, not as the type strict. That, like throw stones. At, you're saying no. the Shasnikim don't throw stones at like mm. at, at cars. Look, I'm not an I'm not an expert, uh, but expert. usually no, no. But they're the only. Mizrahi family in the area like it's a very Ashkenazi ah, Orthodox yeah. area and they were just there in this is house there, I wonder if, there is, if there's a lot of segregation and uh, racism or discrimination oh, in the Haredi of community of course yeah like we talked about it even in the on the table and I was saying one of her uncles said he sent his kids to the Ashkenazi school Orthodox Ashkenazi education system and not the Shas, the Mizrahi education system. And it's known that even Aryeh Deri, right, the head mm-hmm. of Shas party, he sent his kids to the Ashkenazi Orthodox schools and not to the Mizrahi ones so, because they're more luxurious. But they would never marry, the, the Ashkenazi would never marry their children to the Mizrahi Orthodox. Never, wow. ever. They'll take their money to bring them to their school. But it's forbidden. They won't marry the Mizrahis. That's like marrying a non-Jew? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I wow. mean, it's not the same, but effectively it is because they won't do it, right? Ah. Uh-huh. They just won't do it. And I was telling him, look, uh, you send them to, you're good enough for them to accept your daughter to the school, but they won't marry. And he was like nodding and he was like, yeah, it's uh, it's a problem. Are they both uh, Mizrahi? Both her parents? Her parents, only her mother was there, but yes, they're both Mizrahi. Ah, okay. But they're not Orthodox. Who was naughty? Sorry? Who was naughty? Ah, her uncle was there. I see. Yeah, but um, her she's not Orthodox. She's like religious. And, but her uncles are more yeah, yeah. orthodox. Eh, anyway, so it was quite an experience. On the way back, she went back with me. Mm-hmm. We found the car. Then we saw that I'm not so far from the edge of the neighborhood. So uh, w- she like made sure no one's around. And I got to the car and fled. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. But man. it was, look, imagine guys, imagine me, right? I was like strolling on the streets there. I am the only non-orthodox guy in the street you weren't right? wearing a kippa i was wearing a, a hat a hat but on the way back no i didn't even wear the hat but uh-huh. but you look at me right you see i'm not ready yeah they all just got there. yeah the only one it was very weird uh-huh. very eerie sensation it is some of these neighborhoods they're totally blocked off you go in it's like a whole world inside it's crazy yeah and it's just haredis uh, Everybody are looking at me, but I was telling myself at least I'm hearing Hebrew. If I yeah. heard Yiddish around me, ah, okay. then I'd know uh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's worse than hearing <laughs> Arabic. <laughs> um, wait, so did you see your life flash before your eyes? For a moment, what like did you, when the what kids did you see? scream at you, it's 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 very yeah. nerve wracking. Yeah. yeah. Shabbos. How Shabbos! many were there? Like twenty. 20 kids. Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. And they get oh close to your car. God, they they brainwash them, huh? Yeah. They freaking brainwash yeah. them. Yeah. Shabbos. Oh my so God. that's my Jerusalem story. Uh, we got a letter from a listener, guys. Yes, yes. Um, we won't expose his name, I guess. I think we should. No, I'm kidding. Oh. We don't need to. Um, but you know who you are. Yeah. D. <laughs> 
No, first of all, guys, we welcome all mail. We really, uh, really, really, really urge you to send us feedback, your opinions, whatever you have, whatever you think about the podcast, any thoughts you have while listening to the episodes. If you want to chime in, please send us, uh, feel free to send us mail. And if you hate us, all the more so. We love hate mail. We love it. We bath. We bathe. Bathe. We bathe in hate mail. In hate mail. Uh, <laughs> so we got uh, uh, an email. Good on your interview. Good on you for interviewing this doctor. Uh, and they're referring to um, Professor Eitan, Eitan Friedman. Friedman. Yes, Doctor Eitan Friedman, who was the head of the oncology oncogenetic. Um, uh, department, department in, in Sheba. Sheba Hospital, uh, who came out against the lockdowns here in Israel. Good on you for interviewing this doctor, but seriously, what a load of biased nonsense. Lockdowns don't work, quote-unquote, right? So he's saying that lockdowns don't work, which Eitan Friedman was, uh, pretend- was, uh, was claiming yeah. is a bunch of nonsense. Lockdowns worked in New Zealand, Australia, Singapore, and probably a few others. In places like Europe, lockdown is hard to achieve because the borders are open. But for a country like Israel, where the borders are effectively shut with its neighbors, please give me a break. The economics is a big discussion, but losing one year while being alive is not such a loss compared to how many lives could be potentially lost. So easy to say that Sweden didn't protect the old people and that's where they went wrong, but it's so hard to actually manage protecting them if everyone around them is getting sick. Where would the staff come from? What a load of nonsense, this doctor's opinion. And sure, young people don't die as much, but still some get very sick and have a lot of long-term negative effects. Then comparing to the Spanish flu, the thing about Israel is that is that it's great at controlling its borders against outsiders, but not so good at controlling its own citizens. Israel is a more complicated society than the above three. Not only so many Jews to deal with, but also Arabs, oive. Anyway, it just shows that even professionals have their biases. Um, all yours, Ethan. Take it away. Oh, no, it's not all mine. But we don't have much time left. Yeah. But I will say that, first of all, the load of nonsense stuff is unnecessary. It's not really a legitimate argument. Uh, the arguments that you are making here is that lockdowns worked in New Zealand, Australia, Singapore. The, the problem with lockdowns worked, and, and then you're also talking about locking down borders. So I don't know if you're talking about uh, sh- uh, kind of closing down the borders of a country and making it uh, not allowing entry or exit so as to control the disease, or if you're talking about locking down people in their homes. Those are two different things. But the problem with lockdowns in general is you can't say a lockdown worked because you don't know what the alternative is. You can compare to other countries, but there are so many uncontrollable variables that you have no idea. We had Dr. Fauci the other day in in Congress. Yeah. Right? They were asking him about parameters and how come some countries had lockdown. And and he didn't have any good answers. Any good answers. Nobody has good answers because it's like any sociological or large-scale study. Experiment. You can't actually control the variables. So you don't know what worked and what didn't work, okay? You might be able to say that generally countries that locked down uh, had lower deaths. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But it's really hard to point at specific ones and say, New Zealand's lockdown worked. You don't know what it would have looked like if they didn't lock down. Um, So that's one. Two, there's the issue of locking down people in their homes and whether or not... It's moral. And whether or not it's moral, even if it does save lives. And I think that that's the ultimate question. I don't think 
that the government has the right to tell people to stay in their home and, and, and close their business and not they're not allowed to work. There's even a basic law here in Israel, which is called the freedom of uh, employment, employment, not employment, the freedom of uh, working, of participating, yeah, of vocation, basically doing, uh, being able to, uh, to uh, bring, bring the, the bacon home, yeah. right? Kosher the, bacon. The kosher bacon. <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, it's a basic law here, which is kind of, I mean, you can equate it to the Constitution, right? Yeah. Uh, the the amendments of the United and it States. Be, it evaporated. And it just evaporated in the, yeah, in Corona. So to me, it's, it's just, it doesn't matter. It's such. A, it's also so narrow-sighted to look at number of deaths as the only thing that matters for a whole year. For number of deaths for a, for a specific disease, right? A lot of the thing, a lot of the data that's coming up right now is also how many people died in a regular year versus how many people died in a COVID yeah. year. And you look at them, and the question is: Is there even that much of a difference? Um, but even if you say that there are more deaths, is that the parameter that you should only be going? Uh, right is your is your uh, scale is your no is your goal as a society to lower you know the amount of deaths uh, per year uh, and that's all you care about I'm not sure I don't know I think there's yeah. also a quality of life and not just quantity anyway thanks for the letter yeah um, <laughs> yeah Ethan has got to go yeah but one last quick really quickly guys we can't talk about it much but please google the name. Sarah Halimi, H-A-L-I-M-I. She was a French Jew who was brutally murdered. And now in France this week, uh, the, the, the court decided they won't charge the uh, uh, radical Islamic terrorist who murdered her, shouting Allah Akbar because he was high. And there were huge protests in Israel and in France. And I think m- many people don't know the story. So just Google Sarah Halimi and read the story. And yeah. judge for yourself. May she rest in peace. Yes. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, lots Thank of good you. guests coming up. Yes. Before we go. Yes, we have a sponsorship. First uh, of all, Masai Israel Journey, yes. as we said. Check them out. MasaiIsrael.org slash TWO Nice Jewish Boys. All one word. TWO Nice Jewish Boys. MasaiIsrael.org slash Two Nice Jewish Boys. Also, we're sponsored by The Forward. Yes. Highly recommended source of content high quality content in english subscribe to their newsletter very important like yeah. them on facebook and just browse on their website go to forward.com slash 2njb if you, you wish. want an exclusive offer for podcast listeners 2njb yes. listeners forward.com slash 2njb um also awotsheva yes. israelnationalnews.com uh, and yet again, great news source in English, operated from Israel. Check them out. And lastly, ajn.timesofisrael.com, the Australian Jewish News. Another great perspective. Check them out, ajn.timesofisrael.com. And, of course, we do this on our free time, guys. So if you want to help us out, 2njb.com. Or sponsor the episode. Donate. Yeah, 2njb.com slash donate if you want to donate. And if you want to sponsor, get in touch with us. Yeah. All our Masai details is very on the website. With their yes, yes, absolutely. Things. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.